I spent the last 10 years teaching corporate America leadership and teamwork. Now, I've left my 9 to 5 job to help as many people as possible become leaders in their work and personal lives. Some say leaders are born, but I say they're built. This podcast is the beginning of my mission to create change on a massive scale. Join me and follow along as we explore leadership, teamwork, and growth together. My name is Brian Rollo, and this is Lead with Impact. Hello and welcome to Lead with Impact. I am Brian Rollo, and I am thrilled to have you with me today. In today's episode of Lead with Impact, we're going to wrap up our discussion on workplace culture. We've been talking over the past few episodes about the different facets of workplace culture, why it's important, the business need, what types of questions you might want to ask employees, just really looking at the whole process. Today I wanted to talk about the different stages that you can expect to go through when you roll out a workplace or team culture initiative. It's not just going to be like the flick of a switch where things are maybe not great one day and the next day they're perfect. It doesn't work that way. There's a process and there's a cycle of stages uh, that you can expect to go through. So let's talk about that. And I like to call these stages the five C's of the culture cycle. So the first C is commitment. And this stage is where you must decide whether or not you're going to work on workplace culture, whether you're going to strive for that world-class workplace culture. And if you do decide to do it, you're going to have to commit to the process. And that commitment has to come from everybody involved, but especially, especially, it has to come from the very top of your organization, from your team leader, from your CEO, from your executive team. However your organization is structured, the people at the top have to be committed. I'll give you a little statistic. 92% of CEOs report that their organization is empathetic. However, only 50% of employees agree. What's that tell you? It tells you that sometimes the people at the top don't see clearly. And sometimes, like we talked about a couple of episodes ago, they may, they may be like the emperor with no clothes and think things are one way when they're really another way. And they're going to have to commit to a process that is going to open their eyes. And they're going to have to commit to a process that will probably have bumps in the road. Won't always be easy, as we're going to talk about in a moment. And once you sort of dip your toe in the water, especially once you get the word out, as we'll talk about soon, you got to be ready to follow through. Because the only thing worse than no action is abandoned action. If the message goes out to team members, hey, we're going to change the way we do things around here. We're really going to make life better for everyone. And then the process starts and nothing happens. What's the message? It's not great. So that commitment has to be in place before you start. If you're not ready to commit, don't start. It's that important. The second C, you probably might have seen this one coming, is communication. You have to let people know that a process is going to happen. 
And generally, you want to give them a good amount of lead time. People don't love change. You probably don't need me to tell you this, but people do not love change. Most people. I like what Morella Borson said. She was a guest on this show just recently, and she was a police lieutenant. And she said, cops hate two things. They hate change, and they hate the way things are. And I thought that was pretty funny, but I also thought it was true of a lot of people. Because everybody wants a different end result, but not everybody wants to change the process, especially when it involves them personally. So you want to give people as much advance notice as is reasonably possible so that they can be mentally and emotionally prepared and let them know what's going to be asked of them, whether it's filling out a form, meeting with a supervisor, talking to HR, whatever it is, so they can anticipate and make sure the message is this is something that's happening for the good of everyone. It is a positive thing so that they can not only anticipate, but maybe even look forward to being part of the collaboration, part of the change. That leads us to the third C, and that is conflict. This is a scary one. And as I said, some people are going to be nervous when you talk about a culture change. Other people will be happy. They're going to be the ones, probably your high performers, they've been waiting for this for a long time. Other people might be just a little bit nervous, but you will have probably pockets of resistance that want to fight back against it. Why do I say that? Because if your culture has been in any way dysfunctional, there's a reason. And that reason is people. People have been making it that way. And those people might have a vested interest in keeping it that way. Or at least not have the skills and tools to know how to change it. So when you start talking about culture change, it can be very frightening and almost seem like an attack on them. So you have to communicate again the message as to what this is all about, is not to judge anybody, but also the fact that everybody's got to be on board with this. Uh, this is not going to work if everybody is not committed, like we said in step one. Expect that conflict. You have to really cycle back to the communication part and talk to those people where you're getting the pockets of resistance. And find out what buttons you can push with them to get them to buy in and see the benefits of the process. Now, what could happen is they just don't buy in at all. And they dig in and they say, I'm not doing this. And if these people are your leaders, or really anyone, and they refuse to communicate and they refuse to be part of the process, this is going to test the commitment we talked about in step one you're gonna to have to decide if you're going to allow the process to be stopped by small pockets of resistance, or is the greater need of the company to move forward through those pockets of resistance. That's a whole other discussion we'll talk about for another day, but just be ready for those things to happen. The fourth C is collaboration. So let's say we get through the first three stages, commitment, communication, we address conflict, 
and say we ask employees the 12 questions we discussed in earlier episodes and we get answers back and we see there's some problems. Maybe we see employees don't feel appreciated. Maybe we see that employees don't feel like they have friends at work or they don't understand what's expected of them. Any of those things. We get the results back and we see clear evidence that this is an issue. What's needed now is collaboration to come up with answers because the answers will be unique to every organization. So there's no one magic button to push, but really knowing the problem is 90% of it because the rest of it can be figured out. Once you see what the issues are, it takes collaboration from unit leaders, maybe a human resources department and executive team if all those layers exist in an organization. For a smaller team, you might not have those layers, and it might just be staff and leader. Either way, collaboration has to happen to come up with the best solutions and enact them. I'll tell you one thing that won't work is for a problem to be found, and then for an HR department or a CEO to write a memo telling everybody this is what's going to change tomorrow to fix it without any feedback as to the workability of those plans coming from staff and unit leaders. That's going to be inciting rebellion, if anything else. What needs to happen is people need to feel like part of the process. There needs to be that collaboration. So what we do, whatever it is, what we do, we're doing together. And that leads us to the fifth and final step, and that is change. We collaborate to find out what the best steps are when we put them into place. We change. We change the things we were doing. We put new processes into place, new practices and standards, and we give them time to develop. Change is not going to happen overnight. It is going to take a little time. The culture got to the way it was probably over a period of time. It's going to take a little time to fix that. So you're going to want to enact changes, then wait a reasonable amount of time, and remeasure. The only way you're going to know if you made progress is by remeasuring according to the same standards you initially measured with. And hopefully you see you've made progress. If you don't, you retweak and you adapt to what the results are telling you until you find methodology that works to get people engaged. And I'm here to tell you just the act of doing this, even imperfectly, sends a message of engagement because it sends a message that you care that we care, that we're all in this together. And if you work with us, you're not just a cog. You're not another brick in the wall. You're important to us. And we're going to work together to make this better for everybody. Just doing that, even imperfectly, will improve things. It will make things better. So you remeasure, and when you find results, really what happens? You go back to the start. That's what we call it, the culture cycle. You may need to recommit to a new path, or you may need to recommit to new changes, maybe just small tweaks from here on out, from here on out to make things better. But you're going to go through the cycle again. And as you do this, conflict will lessen. People will get more used to collaboration and start to look forward to it. And you will be well on your way to having a world-class workplace culture. So those are the five C's of the culture cycle. I hope you found it beneficial. I hope this is something you can take back to your team and think about. Think about implementing. And if you need some help, reach out for some help. But 
it is doable and it is possible for you and your team to have a world-class workplace culture. That is it for today's show. I am Brian Rollo. This is the Lead with Impact podcast. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Thank you for the reviews and ratings on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Really, that means a lot. It means we can keep doing this when we get those reviews. So if you find this helpful, please go there and let the world know. And feel free to reach out to me. You can get me at brian at brianrollo.com. That's B-R-I-A-N-R-O-L-L-O.com. Or visit me at brianrollo.com. And we'd love to hear your thoughts. And if you have questions, ask questions and we'll talk about them on the podcast. That is it for today. Go out there, have a great day, lead with impact, and I will see you tomorrow.